Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book One, The Pirate's Plunder by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter Two, A Little Bit of Magic. As the sound of vile Vinicius's swishing cloak disappeared, Zav propped himself up on his elbows to sneak a peek at the street below. Phew, said Zelly. That was close. I was sure he'd heard us. A bit too close, confirmed Milo grimly. I can't believe vile Vinicius is plotting to steal Pa's invention, burst out Zav. He really is vile. And he's working with someone in Frenchtown in the north, added Zelly. The grown-ups never talk about the North, even though they all lived there, mused Milo. Why is it such a big secret? Who knows, replied Zelly, but at least we definitely know that there's a connection between Prince Igor and the Black Cross gang. And Sergio Hewitt's in league with them too, commented Zav. I never liked him, but I can't believe our very own neighbour would betray Pa. Zelly frowned. What a sneak. Who knows what secrets he's been selling off to the pirates. And Vinicius is the second mysterious visitor the Hewitts have had this week, added Milo. Remember the really tall man a few days ago? You're right, cried Zelly. Oh, something is definitely up. Zelly, Zav, Milo, supper time! An irascible voice interrupted their discussion from below. Not a word about this to the grown-ups, warned Zav. Not until we've got more information. Agreed, said the other two. Anna, go on patrol, Zelly added, and the parrot nodded. Parrot patrol, she chirped, and she zoomed off to keep an ear out for clues. Come on, said Zav, I'm a super sleuth who's super hungry, and they raced downstairs at top speed. As the sleuths trooped into the kitchen, a delicious aroma wafted through the air, making their mouths water and their tummies rumble. The twins' mother, Flavia, was just putting the last plates on the table, while their cook, Widow Hanlon, dished up. "'What have you lot been up to?' demanded the twins' elder brother, Albie, suspiciously. "'Us?' asked Zav. "'Up to something,' added Zelly. "'Innocent until proven guilty,' chirped Anna. "'Ha! Picture of guilt!' Their brother sniffed, picking up a huge platter of rice. Watch this, muttered Sally. Fairy fee, fairy fee, grant rice invisibility. And suddenly, the plate and the rice disappeared, just as Albie was helping himself to a generous serving. Ma! exploded Albie. She's doing it again! And he waved the empty spoon in outrage amid the giggles of the others. Flavia sighed and calmly waved her hand. The food reappeared, and Albie hurriedly spooned himself a serving, one eye trained on Zelly should she try anything funny again. Zelly, my daughter, said her mother firmly. Magic is not to be played with, especially the deep magic of Flambeau. It is a gift. I expect you to treat it as such. Zelly looked serious. Sorry, Ma. Sorry, Albie. I shouldn't show off like that. No, you shouldn't. Albie retorted, and I still don't see why Zelly's the only one of us to have powers, he grumbled. Before Flavia could answer, a tall, well-built man marched in. Captain Jet, cried the twins. Pa, yelled Milo, when did you get back? On today's tide, grinned the captain, as he gave Milo a bear hug and ruffled the twins' hair. 
Milo's father, Captain Jet Wheeler, spent most of his life at sea, commanding his ship, the Golden Ram. He brought back books found on his adventures to help Professor Sinclair with his experiments. All the technology from the old world had been destroyed and the knowledge lost. Professor Sinclair was starting again from scratch, using ancient books, which were very precious, and harnessing the energy from the sun. Hurrying behind Captain Jet was a slightly harassed-looking man in a lab coat. It was Professor Raoul Sinclair, the twins' father and the new world's renowned scientist. Exciting news, mes amis, the professor cried, taking a seat and eagerly attacking his plate of food. We're all invited to an event at the Royal Palace tomorrow, so best clothes and cloaks. The children grinned at each other. A trip to the palace was a real privilege. This is a very special occasion. The professor continued. I will be showing my latest invention to the king and queen. Oh, what is it? chorused the twins. It's top secret, of course. Albie frowned. The twins rolled their eyes. Older brothers were so annoying. Yes, I'm afraid you'll have to wait and see, their father agreed. You know, the more I experiment, the more impressed I am with the technology they had in the old times. Thank you, Jet, for bringing their books to me and helping take Sandopolis into the future. He raised his glass. Salut! Everyone clinked glasses of cold mango juice and slurped it down. Have you got any books for us this time, Pa? asked Milo. Yes, I have. It's a book about pirates called Treasure Island. The three children gaped in astonishment. What a coincidence! A book about pirates when they'd just heard a real-life pirate plotting with their neighbour. "'The pirates,' said Professor Sinclair, shaking his head mournfully. "'If only they were just in books. "'They are a real danger to our progress here in Sandopolis.' "'They certainly are,' agreed Captain Jet, "'especially in the wilds of the north. "'There's just no order up there.' "'Here the sleuths exchanged another excited glance. "'The north! They must be onto something. "'Have there always been so many pirates around, Pa?' Milo asked. Well, not so much in the old times, but nowadays, because the only way to travel long distances is by boat, we're under constant threat from pirates. And the number of attacks is increasing daily. He shook his head. Anyway, here's the book. And he handed it to Milo. Thank you for that delicious grub, Widow Hanlon, said Zav, catching their cook around the waist and giving her a hug. Widow Hanlon blushed to the roots of her grizzled grey hair. Ah, go on with you! she scolded, pretending to swipe at Zav with the wooden spoon which seemed permanently attached to her. The three children sat together in their bedroom, Zelly turning the old yellowed pages of Treasure Island with care. They soon became immersed in a world where pirates ruled and treasure was there for the taking. I don't much like this pirate Long John Silver, said Zelly. He reminds me of Vile Vinicius. Except that Vile Vinicius doesn't have a wooden leg, Milo pointed out. How do you know? retorted Zelly. He could have anything under that cloak. The children burst into laughter. Zav even let out a couple of snorts, which made them giggle even more. At that moment, Anna fluttered in, landing on Zelly's shoulder. Her bright eyes gleamed as she leant her head towards the children. Captain Jet, she chirped quietly. Talking of the north, danger. Dark forces gathering, old times returning. If the grown-ups think the old times are returning, that means trouble said Zav, no longer grinning. We must find out more, agreed Zelly. Zav didn't realise how right he was. Trouble was coming, and it was gathering strength. 
a hundred miles away, on an abandoned island in the middle of the great river, someone waited. Pools of muddy water stagnated, water snakes whipped and hissed, and the slow, sinister shape of a crocodile glided by, skin like rough bark, the flash of a predatory yellow eye, the only sign it was alive. An ancient palace sat, half submerged in mud, creepers covering it, blocking out the light. Enthroned in the decaying grandeur was a figure, eyes hooded by heavy lids, jewels flashing on the fleshy ringed fingers which grasped the once proud throne's rotting arms. And perched on the shoulder of this massive shape was a bird, shining white, with a sharp, cruel beak and eyes which glinted coldly. Report, the bird croaked, rustling its gleaming feathers in anticipation. The command was directed toward a greasy pirate who carried a wicked-looking club. Deal agreed, Humberto replied, sweating in the humid air. But it wasn't just the heat making droplets of filth drip down his unkempt beard. It was fear. Vinicius has reminded Hewitt of his, uh, responsibilities. The shipment will soon be yours. Oh, great one, he added feebly. The figure didn't move. Then it started to shake. Great rolls of fat wobbled, shook, and a low, guttural laugh slowly filled the decaying room with menace, accompanied by the car, car of a pack of dazzling white birds who had risen, wings flapping thunderously amidst the gloom. Humberto let out a yell and flung out an arm to cover his face as the birds' claws rent the air, and the beating of their wings drowned out the maniacal laughter. He stumbled out of the throne room, back out into the sunshine, sweating and cursing. The darkness was back. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more adventures in Chapter 3, To the Palace. Want to read along? Super Sleuth's Book 1, The Pirate's Plunder, is available now on Kindle. Enjoyed today's chapter? Why not rate our podcast? See you next time.